You're listening to The Perth Property Show, Australia's only weekly property podcast by West Australian experts for West Australian listeners. Catch your latest episode every Monday at 7am. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Perth Property Show. I'm your host, Trent Fleskins. And this week, as we book in more heavy hitters in the industry to come in over the next few weeks leading into Christmas, you've got just me this week reflecting on my top 10 market insights for the West Australian property market right now in November 2022. So we'll get straight into it. We'll make it a short and sharp episode this week. First insight... East Coast buyers agents and their investors are flooding the sub $500,000 market in Western Australia right now. This has been going on since the start of the year, to be honest, but it's becoming very obvious right now to a number of real estate agents in Perth. Some of the big heavy hitters, Shane Beaumont, Jack Wormington, number one agents in the city of Gosnells and uh, Secret Harbour, city of Rockingham area as well. They are reporting to me often that more than half now of their transactions, more than half of their inquiries are also coming from East Coast investors, East Coast buyers agents. Why is that? Why is there such a large percentage of them coming through? My perspective on this is that East Coast buyers have been trained nearly, they've been conditioned that a mum and dad with minimal investment experience can simply buy a property at $500,000 or there or thereabouts and see in the right conditions that property with good rental yield double in value in the space of a decade. And it's exactly what happened in Sydney. They're conditioned to expect that. They're hungry, thirsty for that return as the returns in Sydney start to dry up and they start to look towards Perth. That is being fueled by a buyer's agent industry over there that is much larger than ours that need to process transactions to make an income and they are all pointing their mum and dad, East Coast investors in a market that is four or five times bigger than ours into our sub 500 markets. That is the city of Gosnells, that is the city of Rockingham and the city of Mandra. So my observation there is and the observation coming from top agents in the area is that they are paying slightly overs, they are not price sensitive, they are focusing on yield and they are achieving very quickly. They are pricing out uh, West Australian mum and dads and investors in this market because they are chasing yield. They're confident. They come from an expectation and confidence that we haven't got and they're succeeding. People who bought last year in these areas have made 10, 15% in the last 12 months and they'll be very happy with that. That's the first market insight. Second market insight, the commercial market is working its way through a rebalancing of cap rates of yields. Now, for those who aren't very familiar with the commercial property market, unlike the residential market, values in the commercial market are much more pegged to the yield you are making from that investment. If I have a $100,000 a year rent coming in and I would like a 10% yield, I will pay a million dollars for that property, regardless of what it costs to build back in the day. If I would like a 5% yield, I will pay $2 million. It's very simple. They're not worried about what's in the property itself. They're worried about the lease. It's called a leased investment. Now, people have been paying as low as mid 3% at the start of the year for a KFC or a BP looking at that. And the reason that they're happy to buy a property at such a low yield is because at the time, the cost of capital, the cost of their cash was essentially nothing. So they were a premium of about 3 3.5% above that. As interest rates have started to rise as a function of cap rates rising, the minimum yield that people are starting to accept is starting to rise. It's not a one-for-one with the increase in the cash rate because a lot of people aren't funding these purchases with 
debt, but it certainly is sensitive to the opportunity cost of where they could be putting that money. You can now get a treasury bond for 4% while you put that into a commercial property investment. So certainly where yields for warehouses, childcare centers, medical centers, people were buying leased investments that reflected a yield of 5 to 6%. Now we're seeing expectations rising. It's currently sitting in the mid to high fives for a lot of products and things are now talking about the mid to low sixes. Where will that go? Where will that stop? Is really based on where will the cash rate go and stop as well. So to watch this space in that area and the reason for that is when a market is simply valued based on cap rates and cap rates are moving, it can be quite volatile. So watch this space in the commercial property market, construction costs increasing, existing costs are increasing in the first place, holding costs obviously increasing. It'll be an interesting time. Number three, insight. Build costs in the residential space and the commercial space are settling, but they certainly aren't coming down. So we are now hearing reports that there are some traders who are reducing their prices. It's happening. It's been on the news. It's been in the papers. Brickies are now no longer charging $3 something a brick. They're in the mid to low twos, a lot of them, and that will continue to come down as the cliff of work comes through in the next few months. There will be a serious cliff for brickies and concrete guys coming through. That's going to have them reconsidering their day rates very quickly. But on the converse side, a lot of the supply side prices are still increasing or slightly increasing. So uh, we've still got global issues there that are having a big impact on our input costs for builds. Those being steel, timber, which go into so many parts of our builds, whether you realize it or not. And also I guess the cost of transport, shipping containers, fuel, still having a big impact. Where are we at with the hump of our trades right now in the residential and commercial space? It's definitely ceiling fixes right now. We're seeing that the delays have moved from brickies, have moved from roof carpenters and a lot of space. Now the hump seems to be getting the ceiling fixes in as well as the window guys. So uh, we're seeing big delays still where the window fitters and the window suppliers are taking a good couple of months once you've plastered everything up for them to actually come in, measure up and provide installation for those windows. So that is where the delay is right now. If you're currently in a building, you're recognizing delays from your builder and they're currently at that stage, give them a break. It's part of where the market is right now. It's not due to them not being on the ball. Insight number four, planning and approval delays are a major proponent of overall delays in delivering new supply of land and apartments that are coming through the system. This is something I've spoken about in the last couple of weeks. There is a serious issue right now with approval delays, both from a local government perspective, that's on a staffing, but also a reticence to work on the same team as the developer. But more pertinently, actually, right now, we're seeing it in the Western power space. It's been a factor for about six months, maybe 12 months now, but it's really starting to rear its head where from a triplex all the way up to a large format, the hectare-based land development, you see developers out there waiting, sitting on their hands for Western Power to be able to get through and process their design approvals. This is adding massive cost to land development delivery and also the time delays are a function of that as well. So if anyone working at Western Power right now can help these guys get through their backlog, it would be very helpful for the rest of the industry. Anyone listening in the government space would also be very helpful if you can tap these guys on the shoulders. 
Number five, demand in the residential market is still holding up above the mining boom levels despite rising rates. So there's a lot of fear that's been sitting in the market for the last four or five months now. People reading and listening to all of the commentary coming out of Sydney and Melbourne where they've been hurting massively since about March, to be honest, before rates started to rise. That obviously filters into the West Australian market. People sitting back and wondering, will that affect us? We've been essentially flatlining on prices, but what I'm more interested in is the inputs to that price growth, and that's demand and supply. What I can report is that whilst demand is probably 10% lower than it was a year, a year and a half ago on average, it is holding up throughout the whole of this year, sitting around the average of about 900 purchases per week. Now, that's a number that we didn't see in the last mining boom. The average was about 800 purchases a week. So when you think about how hectic that was, the environment that provided, the fact that interest rates at times were much higher than they are right now and at other times were about what they are right now, the demand level is still very much conducive to price growth, to having to compete for good stock. Now, let's move to my sixth market insight, supply. Supply in the residential market space is also still very stable, sitting at about 40% below a balanced market. You've heard me say it before, we all agree a balanced market is about 12 to 13,000 properties on the market. From a re-attract data point of view, for the last two years, we've been sitting and slowly ticking down towards 8,000. That has held strong. We still have about 8,000 properties on the market. It ticks between 8,000 and 8,200 as the weeks roll on. And what that means is that for every 900 properties that are being bought every week, 900 properties are being put on the market. When you're in a situation like that, we are balanced right now at an undersupply situation. So we're not seeing that fervent craziness where 900 properties are being purchased and 600 are being put on the market, which brought a situation to where we came from 17,000 properties on the market and now being at 8,000 properties. So we're not seeing that imbalance. We're actually seeing a balanced market right now in an undersupplied situation. 8,000 properties is not enough properties to have on the market for buyers to have all the choices they want. And that's the issue we've got right now. In terms of the dynamics of buyers and sellers, it is quite balanced, but it's balanced in a way where buyers don't have a lot of choice. And that's something that is really filtering through in the market is that when you've got a great property and it's priced well, buyers will compete for that property and you will be pleasantly surprised with prices. When you don't have a property that people are going to be competing for or you're priced above a fair price looking for that dynamic that was around a year ago where there were more buyers than there were sellers you're going to suffer and you're going to have to have a reality check. So right now, we actually are sitting in a balanced, undersupplied market where once interest rates start to stabilize, the only way that price can go is up based on the undersupplied lack of choice factor. Market insight number seven, pricing fairly is the key to a successful sale. I just spoke about that. Staging is also important don't overprice. So to elaborate on number six, this is a key factor as well. Because we're in a balanced undersupplied market right now, buyers are not compelled to buy in the same way, They, but they also don't have a lot of choice. When they do find a property that is on the market that they're very keen on, there are still so many buyers for that very small number of attractive properties that the price will achieve numbers over expectations. If you have a pig, you need to put lipstick on it. 
if you want to sell it for the price you're looking for. That is now the market. You can't just handball properties off and have three or four offers straight away. Good properties will have multiple offers. Average properties will have to be priced fairly and have a real estate agent do their job as they normally would in a market. So that is the key. Don't shy away from staging. Spend the money on staging. Don't overprice. Don't put a price of offers or some nondescript price. Set a fair price. Let people come to you, provide you feedback, and then bring in buyers that they compete against themselves with. If you're not prepared to do that, you will suffer or be disappointed at the very least in this market. Insight number eight. Buyers, this is your opportunity. We are in a situation where the only thing stopping growth right now is an environment of uncertainty surrounding interest rate rises. If you can afford the interest rate rises, if you can sit down with your mortgage broker and be comfortable with it, this is the best opportunity that buyers have had in the last two years to make use of the slight level of uncertainty that be sitting in the back of a seller's mind to buy that unfinished property or that property that hasn't been properly presented, get it for a a perceived discount that is still more expensive than two years ago, but not at a price where you feel like you've been gutted along the way. This is your opportunity now, guys. Don't come back next year after interest rates have started to stabilize, more immigration comes in, rental prices are higher and higher again, and complain if you haven't spent the time right now in spring, moving into Christmas, and made a serious bid on a number of properties. There's not a whole lot of options out there right now. We're aware of that. That is nature of an undersupplied market. But when you do see a property, go at it and go at it hard because this is your opportunity where sellers have a little bit of doubt in their mind, at least more so than two years ago. Insight number nine, rents just hit $500 a week for the first time. They are going to continue to rise and that is why investors in the East Coast are absolutely gagging over our properties. They look at our properties, see the equivalent in their state and have to pay double for that over there and have the same rents as us. This is the one place in Australia where the economy is booming along, where yields are at 5% in places like Gosnells and Rockingham, where expectations of increased capital growth are still around and where expectations of increased yields continue. This is going to be a factor as a renter as well as a tenant. Be aware, rents will continue to rise based on the fact that we have a 40-year low in rental vacancy rates. We have the amount of vacant rental properties in the market as we did when the population was 20% smaller. There is only one way rents can go. It is up. For all investors out there, that means more income to cover rising interest rates. For more tenants out there, that means more of an incentive to go and buy a property with, with whichever avenue you can do so. I would put the point out there as a side note, Western Australian investors, where are you? It seems like most of the investment stock that's being bought or converted right now is from East Coast buyers. They can see it. The writing's on the wall from them. They have a third-party view of looking at this, seeing opportunity. We have to stop being burnt, stop feeling shy about our investment opportunity here and get on board. Otherwise, you will miss out to all those East Coast investors who are not flinching. They are moving ahead and acquiring, lapping up all of our investment stock right now. This is your opportunity, investors in WA. If you're not taking it, I don't know when the next opportunity will be. And insight number 10, the final one, records are still being broken. Last week, we had Caroline Turner give me a call. She is the number one real estate agent in Warwick. Warwick is an area that has had a number of triplex developments go through there in the last four years. The price of triplex villas, a standard villa, would be around five hundred dollars to $525,000 up until COVID. 
through COVID, as projects started to complete, we saw those numbers move into the $550,000 range. Just two weeks ago, Caro Turner sold out at X very quickly in Warwick for over $600,000 per villa. So whilst there is all that noise about, oh, the market has slowed down, the market has stabilized, we're still seeing records be broken. And this is on an example on brand new property, obviously in very short supply. Not many people have been building and finishing in the last few months. It's fantastic to see people have the capacity and the intent to pay what they have to to get into these properties in middle income areas of Western Australia. Peter Zambotti, the number one real estate agent in Mount Pleasant, reported to me a couple of weeks ago as well that at a home open he had for a small three by one on a 700 square meter block in Boragoon, he had 120 buyers through the door on a Saturday morning. So for anyone out there questioning whether the buyers have dried up or whether offers have dried up, these are perfect examples that for the right properties at the right price, there is still a huge cohort of buyers out there who either missed out two or three years ago and are finally getting in on board, who are from the East Coast with buyer's agent paying overs simply because they believe it's unders, or hopefully Western Australians looking at that upgrade or that investment themselves and agreeing with me regards to the market fundamentals for the future. If you can't increase supply and demand remains stable and a market is still nominally affordable, there is only one way prices can go up. Guys, thank you very much for having a listen. 20 quick minutes today of just myself having a chat about my top 10 insights. I look forward to chatting next week with our next expert. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Perth Property Show. If you've only just joined the conversation, you can catch up by heading over to our website, perthpropertyshow.com.au, subscribing to the podcast or joining our Facebook page. Don't forget to tune in next Monday at 7am for more expert insights, local analysis and suburb spotlights. Happy hunting!